Korea is restricting travel by service members because of fears about the coronavirus. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. Because of an outbreak of the virus in a South Korean city, the U.S. commander in the region is ordering troops who attended a church service there to undergo self-quarantine. South Korean authorities are trying to determine who may have been exposed to the virus. All non-essential travel to the town of Daegu is now banned and schools closed. And the risk level for troops in the area has been raised to moderate. Hundreds of passengers have disembarked from a quarantined cruise ship in Japan. Just today, 79 new cases were confirmed on the Diamond Princess, bringing the total to more than 600. In China, officials have revoked the credentials of three Wall Street Journal reporters for an opinion piece about the outbreak. A remarkable performance at a hospital in England. Live to London and CBS's Vicki Barker. This is Dagmar Turner playing the violin as neurologists perform brain surgery on her. The 53-year-old had a tumor near the part of the brain responsible for fine hand movement. To make sure there would be no damage to her violin skills, the doctors had her play all through her brain surgery. The surgery succeeded on both counts. Deborah, S&P futures are up 10. Dow futures ahead 91. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. When was the last time you read the Constitution? Maybe you keep a copy in your pocket. Maybe you studied it in school or maybe never. Let's take a second to talk about Article 1, Section 2. That's the part that says the Founding Fathers thought it was critical to count the population of the United States of America every 10 years. Why'd they put that in the Constitution? So that when congressional representation was decided, it'd be based on facts. An accurate count also shows where there are more people and more needs. And that helps inform how billions in public funding is spent every year. The census is our opportunity to be heard. I believe we live in the greatest country on earth. And our Constitution is what makes it great. So if you're lucky enough to live in this country, well, it's your civic duty to complete the census. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. So you're tough, An 18-year-old music star shows her softer side in London. Coming off of her award-filled night at the Grammys, Billie Eilish was at the Brit Awards, the musical awards show on the other side of the pond. And she won Best Female International Solo Artist. But in her speech, she indicated that all has not been so wonderful of late, thanks largely to the online reaction to her. I felt very hated recently. And when I was on the stage and I saw you guys all smiling at me... Eilish went on to say the crowd's reaction made her want to cry. Bud Mishkin, CBS News. Now that the Boy Scouts have filed for bankruptcy, what happens to the group's camps? There are dozens in New York State alone operated separately from the national organization. Most sit on high-value lakefront properties. Local officials say they're at risk of being sold or liquidated. Tax records obtained by USA Today put their combined value at more than $100 million. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. Balance of Nature has pushed me up a notch or two, I would say. I was feeling fine, but now I'm feeling even better, so I'm sure it's contributed. I actually lost two inches off my waist. I'm really more energetic, too. I bounce out of bed in the morning. 
people at work have been sick and I haven't gotten anything. So something's working. Something is definitely changing. I think it's helping my immune system. I really do. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer it's a by bird. using discount it's code a FRUITS. Day. Hungry? Larry's Dog House on West Union Street has corn dogs and regular-sized hot dogs for just 99 cents each. Mmm, Larry's. Weenie Wednesday. Our community is better together. Integrate Athens, the new division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, partners with other local organizations, groups, and people to help our community come together. The Integrate Athens team works with schools, civic groups, and communities in Athens County, helping create friends, allies, and neighbor connections. Check out Integrate Athens on Facebook for events and activities that you can be a part of. Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, Integrate Athens, helping Athens County become a more inclusive place to live, work, and have fun. At Ohio Health, we believe change can be good, and much has changed throughout the years. Our primary care has expanded. Our departments have gained recognition and certification for their excellence. We are committed to treating Southeast Ohio to the best care and the best medicine possible. Visit ohiohealth.com slash to see all the changes we've made for the good of our region. Stop by and enjoy. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Uh, thank you, Flash. Ah, yes, Flash, the voice of our station. Hey, we got a special edition today on the party line. We're going to learn about cystic fibrosis. Seems to me I've heard a lot about it over the years, and yet I've been looking at some of the statistics today, and it's really quite, well, surprising. You'll see what I mean in a few moments. Kristen Dilly joining us live this morning. There's others that we could have had in, but um, some are under the weather. One broken arm, and <laughs> and I'm not feeling all that well myself, so we're, we're just faking it here. Anyway, Kristen, good morning. Good morning. How, welcome. Thank you. Listen, um, first off, um, let's, let's talk about you a bit. Okay. Um, where, where do you hail from? Where were you raised? 
Um, I actually was born in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but oh, my, my family made the move to uh, southeastern Ohio um, in 1992. Well, uh, how come? Um, they decided that they were kind of sick of the city life, and they wanted to start out um, by having a dairy farm in the country. So it was quite the move for well, them. Well, well, what was the profession previous? Uh, my father was a uh, state highway patrol. Okay. Um, yep. Wow, so sort of filling a dream, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, That's kind of cool. Yeah, so we moved to um, a farm that had 150 acres. Um, How many head of cattle? Um, I honestly don't remember the or number of dairy. cattle. Yeah, but uh, there was, yeah, 150 acres, yeah. and we had all sorts of different animals as well. Um, we also had horses and rabbits and chicken and ducks, and <laughs> it was it was quite the, quite the dream growing up on that farm. Well, my wife had... Um, an architectural firm, an interior design firm, right on Charles Street downtown in uh, Baltimore, yeah. and worked all the Baltimore law firms and Washington, D.C. law firms, beautiful offices she Amazing. designed and everything. Well, um, and I know Baltimore very well. Yeah. I like it, too. Well, um, okay, so you got here in the early 90s, eh? Yep. And uh, where'd you go to school? Um, I actually was homeschooled up until ninth grade, and then I attended a um, small private school in Albany, Ohio. At that time, it was Grace Academy. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, they didn't have enough funding. Um, and so in my uh, junior year, I attended Alexander. So junior and senior year, um, I attended Alexander High School and graduated from there. Cool. Well, um Cystic fibrosis is our topic, and um, we want to educate our audience on what it is, how frequently it occurs, and, um, you know, is it something you can grow out of? Uh, How many people does it take to have that are carrying it? Mm Mm-hmm. To produce a child that gets it, yeah. all these sort of things, and um, so let's see here. Let's just start in. Okay. Um, if you were trying to describe cystic fibrosis, what what are the ailments? Okay, that's a great question. Um, so basically, cystic fibrosis is it's a life threatening chronic genetic disease. Um, So it it causes problems progressively over time. So actually, the younger they are, um, the healthier they will be. Um, As they age, uh, more damage is done to their organs, um, and more problems arise from that. Um, But really, it's a a defective gene. It causes a thick buildup of mucus in the lungs, the pancreas, the liver, the digestive tract, and other organs, um, which causes these severe health issues. So now, so, yeah. when you when you look at the nation, mm-hmm. this is weird. <laughs> uh, the number of people that have cystic fibrosis in the United States is just a little bit more than the size of our city of Athens. You know? Yeah, it's it is it's considered a rare disease. Um, there's only thirty thousand in the United States that have cystic fibrosis. Um, there's about 70,000 worldwide. Um, and actually, Ohio is one of the um, higher states that has um, individuals with cystic fibrosis in it. 
Now, um, you said the younger it's diagnosed or occurs, the more likely you can grow, continue on, and have a, a full life. Right. So basically, um, yes, the quicker it is caught, uh, the better the outlook is because you can, indiv- you can instantly start maintenance therapies um, for the individuals with CF. And really, uh, handling cystic fibrosis is all about the maintenance therapies. Um, so every single day, um, my boys, uh, they're age 4 and 11 months, um, they undergo chest physiotherapy. Which um, right now every day you say every single day twice a day um, is this something you can administer or yes. must it be done by a pro? Yes, uh, luckily we are able to administer it ourselves um, thanks to <laughs> research and technology mm-hmm. um, that they've they've really created some great things to be able to handle this disease. Um, but basically, it's a fancy vest <laughs> that's that's put on them um, and it has compressors. And it pulsates in all the different lobes of their lungs um, to help move the thick mucus out so that they can cough it up um, and bacteria doesn't grow rampant. I've heard about this. Mm-hmm. That uh, Now, when I was younger and knew someone with cystic fibrosis, they would basically lay them across their lap. Yes. And using their fists, but not hard. Yep. Um, they would do this bumping and loosen things up, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Um, And we still do that, actually, for younger children that have CF. So my son, Jace Maverick, um, he is 11 months. And since he was diagnosed, um, he was actually diagnosed in utero. But when he was born, um, we started manual chest physiotherapy. So that's without the vest. So that's using your hands um, to basically beat and pulsate over the different lobes of their lungs to help knock that mucus loose. Right. Um, so that we've been doing that with Jace since he was um, only a month old, and he actually just got fitted for his vest um, mm-hmm. at the last clinic appointment we attended. So he will soon be graduating to the vest, um, and let me say I'm very excited about that because sure. it's very hard with an 11-month-old who's trying to crawl and uh, run away from you um, because he doesn't want to be held down, and he's just interested in so many different other things right now. Um, so I'm very excited to be getting the vest that will help do that work for us. Now, um, okay, so there's some oddities to the numbers. Yes. Um, 30,000 cases in the United States, 70,000 worldwide. Now, uh, typically, uh, in fact, nearly always, uh, for, for one of these cases to be diagnosed, both the father and the mother need to be carrying this gene, right? Correct. That's correct. And the number is something like 1 in 35 has it? Yeah. So 1 in every 35 Americans are carriers of the CF gene. Um, And most individuals that are carriers are not even aware of it because they haven't had DNA testing done. Mm -hmm. Um, Now it's very common if you are pregnant that they will ask to see um, if you want to be tested to see if you're a CF carrier. Uh, that's actually how I found out that I was a CF carrier. Um, but once I found out, I wasn't really that stressed out about it because I knew that my husband also had to be a carrier in order for any of my children to be affected with CF. 
Um, and unfortunately, we did find out that, yes, he was a carrier as well. So um, can it be that um, you have two children now? If you had a third, it could avoid it? Yes, that's very, very much the case. Um, with every uh, case of CF, there there's a 75% chance that they will be perfectly healthy. Um, they will either just have the carrier static like mom and dad, um, or they won't even have the carrier status at all. So there's 25% chance that they will have cystic fibrosis and get both gene mutations from um, both parents. And unfortunately, um, both of my sons fell into that 25% category. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so how many other cases are you aware of, let's say, in our general area? Yeah, um, in our general area, I'd say in the Athens, southeastern Ohio area, I'm aware of about five to six individuals um, Mm -hmm. that have cystic fibrosis. Now, do you folks ever uh, get together and and talk about um, treatment in... I, I don't know what I'm trying to say oh, here. Yes, yes, we actually do. Um, a lot of times it's just simply done through social media because mm-hmm. um, our children that have CF cannot be close to each other. Um, the reason being is that they can share um, basically different bacterias, um, and that's the last thing that we want to do is uh, share bacteria and cross-contaminate. So individuals with CF are not allowed to be close to each other. There's actually um, a six-foot rule that they're supposed to keep if they are at events um, and in the general vicinity. Um, So it makes it difficult to get together with other CF parents, so we do rely heavily on social media. Um, And, yes, we do shoot each other messages and, you know, hey, my son cultured this, you know, have you ever experienced that? What antibiotics helped clear that, you know? Um, and asking questions about um, care up at Nationwide Children's Hospital um, as we all attend the same CF clinic and see the same doctors there. We are very blessed to have the Nationwide um, um, Children's Hospital. Absolutely. Um, They have some very specialized and unique clinics up there. They do. We are very, very thankful for them. Um, The... Um, and there are campaigns, right? Yes. And these campaigns are to educate people, in some cases to raise some funds for additional treatments, um, all that sort of thing, right? Yes, there is. Um, one of the main uh, organizations that really, really helps with getting funding uh, for research Um, and is great at getting the word out there about cystic fibrosis and what it is, is the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. The majority of almost all of the meds that we use currently um, to treat CF have been funded through the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, So we're very lucky to have them. And um, each each individual and family usually comes up with different ways that they want to um, help raise funds for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. But there is a um, walk in Columbus called Great Strides, um, and basically the goal of This that, is a fundraising event? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, it's a 5K walk, um, okay. and the goal of that is to raise money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, and that's really crucial because the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation doesn't receive any government funding at all. Um, it really leaves it up to personal donations from individuals and gracious businesses such as yourself. 
um, to help assist with uh, all of those different efforts. But some of the individual fundraisers that um, we are doing is we have a um, Mongolian barbecue lunch at the Rocky Boot Grill. Uh, that's actually taking place. It's Mongolian? A, yeah, it's it's where you can pick all the different types of vegetables, meats, um, rice. Uh, that sounds my style. Yes, it's amazing. It is so, so good. Scott, not so much, but I mean, <laughs> Mongolian food, doesn't that sound good? Yeah, um, and they cook it right yeah. there in front yeah. of you. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's coming up. Eh? Yeah, that it's a little ways off, so we definitely need to mark your calendars for that. But that's April 17th um, from 11 to 2 p.m. And all of the proceeds will go to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation from that. If you don't mind, send me a note to remind. Absolutely. I will definitely. Now, um, let's see. There's another thing on May 3rd, right? Yeah. So May 3rd is the actual Great Strides Walk I was talking about up in Columbus. Um, it's where... Several, several families um, that have individuals that have CF will come together, and we all walk and fundraise together. It's absolutely amazing. It's a little bit stressful at times because we are supposed to keep that six-foot-apart rule. <laughs> um, so any individual. Oh, mercy, yeah. yeah. That, that would be complicated. <laughs> yes. So all individuals. Kids being what they are. Yes, exactly. Um, all individuals that have cystic fibrosis, they provide T-shirts um, that says, We are a fighter, and they're purple so that you can spot them easily across the field or in the walk um, so that we can kind of keep our distance. You know, there's something here, though, mathematically that I'm having a little trouble with. Yeah. If one out of every 35 is a carrier, why aren't the number of incidents so much higher? Um, I think a lot of the reason is just because it does take two individuals that are CF carriers in order to have um, a child with CF. And so most of the time, when somebody's a CF carrier, their partner um, is not. And so it doesn't become an issue. Um, they may continue to pass that carrier gene down, but until they have a partner um, or another parent that is a um, CF carrier, it really just isn't a problem. Um, is this something you can grow out of? No, it is not. Um, there is currently no cure for cystic fibrosis. Um, we are making lots of uh, developments um, in medications that treat CF, but there is no cure, and it's not something that you outgrow. It's actually something that gets progressive um, and worse with time because as more damage is done um, to the lungs and other organs, um, the organs begin to shut down. A lot of times the mucus buildup and the infections in the lungs cause so much damage that a lung transplant may be needed later on in their life. And even so, a lung transplant is still not a cure because you still have CF and those lungs will then begin to um, suffer the damage of cystic fibrosis as well. So it's a time buyer. Um, but basically right now, the life expectancy of individuals that are born between 2014 and 2018 um, is 44 years of age, and that's the median life expectancy. So what that means is half of that CF population bet born between that age range um, will live to be 44 and beyond, um, but the other half of that population will not make it to see the age 44. Um, but, unfortunately, like, it's hard to wrap your head around that when you're a parent um, of two children with CF. 
but I have to focus on the positives um, and the growth that has occurred over the last several years. Um, if you think about it, in the 1980s, um, individuals with CF rarely saw past their teenage years. Um, so there have been massive improvements, um, and that's what we try to focus on. But there was recently a drug that was introduced um, just in October of 2019, and this drug has really, um, we're hoping, it's changing the game of CF. Um, it's just been absolutely amazing so far, but um, what this drug does is it actually treats the root cause of cystic fibrosis. It helps to affect the um, helps correct the protein, um, and rather than all the other drugs that are out there that are just basically treating um, symptoms of CF. You kind of got ahead of me there for a minute because... <laughs> I like to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, you're doing terrific. But the thing is that I had read in preparing for this show that there is a... Uh, what do I want to say? The researchers, scientists... Yes. Medical... Folks are really excited about yes. this newest thing that they are concocting. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's going to be, um, it could be a life change. Yes, it absolutely could. Um, they're really seeing huge results uh, already. It's, it's rapidly showing improvements in lung function. Um, and it's also causing weight gain, which is great for those who have CF because they suffer from malabsorption. Um, it is already showing that it's improving quality of life, um, and we also hope that that, in turn, um, improves life expectancy. Okay, now one of your sons, Colton, is uh, four-ish, right? Yes. Um, does he... Does he... How do I want to say... Does he know that he is um, has a health issue? Um, honestly, I really don't think he's very much aware of it because Good. it is just his daily life. Um, mm -hmm. he, he's done and dealt with these treatments since he was a baby. Um, every once in a while, like when we have friends over and his friends aren't having to do treatments, but he is, um, you can kind of see in his face a little bit of, you know, why do I have to stop playing, you know, to do this, but yet my friend doesn't, um, type of thing. But he, it's his everyday life, and it's really, he doesn't know anything else. And then there's a very heavy regimen of pills. Yes. Um, you know, like, uh, let's see, somewhere I saw 21 yeah, um, he actually, they t both of my boys take anywhere from 35 to 40 pills a day. Holy cow. Yeah, um, you know, for such little guys, that's a lot. Um, but one You would think it would sort of bother some other factor, like their stomach or something. Yeah, most of the pills that they take actually are helping them digest food. Um, those that have CF, the majority of them are pancreatic insufficient, which means they can't digest protein or fat at all on their own. Um, and so these digestive enzymes, they have to take before every feeding, before every meal to help break down um, that food. Um, and that was the malabsorption that I was kind of talking about and touching base on earlier. So these pills actually are helping them. They are keeping them alive and keeping them able to gain weight and digest their food. Um, they've both been taking them ever since they were about a week to 10 days old. 
Um, and we have to basically break the capsules apart and sprinkle the medicine onto a spoonful of applesauce. Um, so sometimes you get a little bit of a weird stares when you're out in public and you have a couple week old baby and you're uh, giving them applesauce and meds on a spoon. But <laughs> well, yeah. but whatever works, right? Yeah, exactly. We have to do what we have to do. <laughs> so, um, do you feel slighted? Oh, that's a lousy expression. <laughs> But I'll stay with it. That this happened to you. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult thing to process. And when Colton was first diagnosed, um, I went through a really really rough time um, dealing with his diagnosis. Uh, he just looked so perfect. Um, he there there's it's an invisible disease. So you can't tell until later on, till you know end stage lung um, issues that really anything is wrong. Uh, so it was so hard to be holding my sweet little new baby um, and realizing that he had an issue that was going to severely um, shorten his lifespan. Um, and I was potentially going to outlive him, which as a parent, that's about the worst thing in the world that you could possibly want. You want your children to outlive you. Um, so yes, it was very hard, especially looking at those statistics, knowing that there was a 75% chance that my child would be completely healthy. Um, and then when we had Jace, kind of went through it all over again. It was just kind of disbelief uh, that it was happening again, um, that, you know, both of my children would have this disease. So, yes, you definitely go through those um, stages of feeling slighted and just kind of why me, um, why us, why them, really. Um, but with time, you know, you throw yourself into the things that you can change. And that is why I focus on fundraising so much is because I have to do what I can do to help them have their best life. Um, CBS News Update. A poll. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. I got it. <laughs> and if that means that, um, you know, I spend a majority of my time focusing on fundraising um, for research, that's what I'll do because, you know, as a parent, you do whatever you can. Well, what... Um Without uh, over-detailing, describe a day in the life. Yeah. Um, So, as I said, both of my boys have the chest physiotherapy that's done twice a day. Um, That's for an hour. And that's actually done um, if they're they're healthy. If they're not healthy, if they have anything as simple as a mere cold, um, that chest physiotherapy increases to three to four times a day. Um, because the increased mucus production from that cold means that we have to really work hard to get that out and get that moving. Um, they also take inhaled medicines through a nebulizer. Uh, they do this morning and night as well, um, and that's to thin mucus and to help open the airways up. As I stated before, they also have to take pancreatic enzymes before every single meal or feeding. Um, and then they have a lot of different doctor visits that they have to go to. Um, we see pulmonology, we see um, the gastroenterologist, we see feeding therapy, um, and the list goes on. No, how many of these can be local? Um, none of them are local. Okay. Um, we have to go to Columbus for all of these different treatments. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so at every doctor um, a visit that they go to where they see the pulmonologist, they do something called a throat swab. Um, and that's to check to see if they're culturing any harmful bacteria in their lungs. So if they are, then it's treated with antibiotics to see if it can be eradicated. 
Um, sometimes we can't eradicate it at home through our medications and antibiotics. Um, so that means that they would have to go up to Children's Hospital and be admitted for two weeks um, in order to have antibiotics, um, stronger antibiotics put through an IV um, and then have close monitoring done up there. Um, it's really important to eradicate it as quickly as possible because if they don't, then it can cause unrepairable damage to their lungs. And that's basically what um, a day in their life looks like. Now, um, can, can it, um, how do I want to say, what does it do to change their normalcy of life? Uh, can, um, um, can Colton um, participate in sports? Yes, actually, it's very highly encouraged for them to stay as physically active as possible um, because that helps them clear their lungs and stay healthy. And it actually helps to move that mucus um, around even more. So it it's very, very much so um, encouraged for them to participate in sports. It may obviously make it harder for them um, as they're older, trying to catch their breath, um, you know, not being able to breathe as easily, maybe having to take some more breaks um, than the normal individual. Um, but we will definitely encourage that as they grow older. And he's... Um... He's four, right? Yes. Is, is, is he showing any interest in anything yet? <laughs> yes, he says he wants to play soccer. Soccer. Yeah. Um, My but man. We're, we're looking at hopefully enrolling him in maybe T-ball this spring. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. It's always a little stressful, though. And the school district you're involved in is? It will be Alexander. Alex. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's correct. They have a nice youth uh, baseball program out there. Yeah, we're excited about hopefully getting him enrolled in that. It is a little difficult, though, because of um, the burden of all of the different treatments and therapies that they have to do, just trying to get them anywhere mm-hmm. on time or within a schedule. Is, is well, that's true hard. even of a healthy kid. Yes, know? exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, what um, what have we failed to bring out here? we got plenty of time left, but, I mean, yeah. you know, you this is a passionate topic for you. Yes, it really is. Um, and there's... There's so many different directions we could go, but I want to make sure we accomplish what you think's important. Okay. Yeah, one of the things that I'd like to talk a little bit about um, is the drug that was introduced in October. Um, that drug was called Trikafta, um, and we said that it really is changing the outlook on those that have CF. Um, so we're really excited about it. The only problem is is that um, there's a 1,700 different types of CF mutations out there. That is a massive amount of different CF mutations. The great thing about this drug is that it, it does treat 90% of the population um, of those that have CF. So that's huge. But there is that 10% that has the rare mutations, um, and there is no drug at all that um, they can utilize. Dare I ask your two sons? My sons are actually, <laughs> lucky is a weird term, but okay. lucky because they have the most common CF mutations. Fair enough. Um, so they will be able to take Trikafta um, when they reach the certain age group. As oh. of right now, it's only approved for those that are 12 years old and up. Um, but there are already trials going on for the younger age groups. So we're very hopeful that um, Colton will be able to start taking it maybe when he turns six. Now, 
my wife has a, a cancer, mm-hmm. and um, this is the second time. She had it first in 2002, so and now just a couple years ago again. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, it can't be done away with. It's just living with it. Yeah. Okay, now there's um, a, a drug that's advertised on television. It's called Ibrance. Mm-hmm. And it's a basically a chemo pill that you take 21 days, then you have eight days off. Okay. And then you restart. Okay. And it's not nearly as toxic as the old chemotherapy stuff, you know, where you lose all your hair and stuff like that. But uh, still. Anyway, the point is that medication is like $39,000 a year. Yes. I don't have 39000 Not at all. Uh, Scott, do you? Of course. Over oh. and over. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll have to check your paycheck now. Yeah, I don't get one. Oh, I don't okay. One. That's right. You pay us to work That's here. That's right. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I mean, there are programs whereby um, there's a pharmacist in at the James in Columbus who... Um, Assembles a lot of your financial information, and then they can get permission to make the available to you the the the, the medication available to you on a grant. Yes. Um. Thank goodness. Yeah, we we rely heavily on those as well. Um. Well. I, I just, um, I guess they're hoping to get this information built up so that it provides more data to support its doing good. And then they can brug, uh, make it in larger quantities and bring the costs down. I don't know how this all works. I'm not in pharmacy. But, uh, golly, some of this stuff's really expensive. It really is. Um, Yeah, that is one of the things that we struggle with uh, every day, really, (laughs) um, is dealing with some of the financial aspects of um, just, you know, a simple hospital stay, just even for a couple days, Mm -hmm. is just the the cost is insane. Um, And then these different drugs, I, I honestly can't remember, but there's one that Colton is taking right now. Um, I believe it's around 40000 a year. Yeah, um, yeah. And luckily, you know, we are able to access some of those grants. Um, one of the great programs that we've been involved in is Bureau for Children with Medical Handicaps, um, and that is for the state of Ohio. Um, but actually, the medication that he was taking was so expensive that they couldn't help us with it because they said that if they helped everybody with it, they literally would run out of money, mm. um, you know, for their funding. So luckily the company that makes Orcombi, um, Vertex, um, they were able to give us a grant um, so that he can continue to take it. Um, because, yeah, these, these prices 
are insane and you get frustrated at times, but at the same time, you realize that these are the drugs that are keeping your children alive and giving them, you know, a longer, healthier life. Um, and it does. It costs a lot to do research and trials and studies um, in order to get these FDA approved so that um, those with CF can take them. And we'll, we will forever be thankful for that. So, okay, now... That's. Um, I, I'm guessing you also know the names of a few other childhood maladies. Um, so cystic fibrosis being one of them. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it, it, you can continue to have that throughout the rest of your lifetime. Yes. Um, can you name a couple others? Uh, a couple other diseases that yeah yeah um, SMA is one uh, spinal I don't, I don't know that one yeah spinal muscular atrophy um, there are actually quite a few individuals that have that that are on the pulmonology floor at children's when we're admitted there um, and I would say that that's probably one of the higher uh, genetic diseases um, that I'm aware of um, that we also see pretty mm-hmm. frequently. Mm-hmm. And the the care that you receive at Children's, it's pretty special, isn't it? Oh, it's spectacular. Um, yeah, we, we are so, so thankful that we are only an hour and a half away from Children's. Um, there are only so many CF clinics in the United States, and I know several other um, CF parents that have to travel up to four hours. Some even have to fly um, to these specialty CF clinics uh, to take their kids there. So the fact that we have a CF clinic and a CF center so close to us, even though an hour and a half does not seem close sometimes <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, it really is. Um, we are very blessed. Uh, Cincinnati also has a um, cystic fibrosis clinic that is certified um, as well. So, you know, it's nice to know, too, that if we ever need a second opinion, um, Cincinnati is not that far away from us either. You know, did I see also somewhere where it said Ohio has an unusually high number? Yes, they do. I don't actually know the specific numbers off the top of my head, but Ohio is one of the, um, one of the highest number of, uh, individuals that have CF. Okay. Well, what would you like to accomplish today? Um, I have a few other fundraisers that I would kind of like to bring up um, if there's uh, any interest in um, helping us raise funds for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, All of this money goes to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation for research. Um, So I already talked about Great Strides, and I talked about the Mongolian barbecue that we're going to be doing as well. Um, But there is, we're having a t-shirt campaign um, where we've designed some pretty interesting t-shirts that kind of has a distressed flag on it. Um, it's really neat. It's, it's revamped design, um, from prior years and you can actually purchase one of those, uh, t-shirts, um, for CF awareness. And that can be done at customink.com backslash fundraising backslash dash CF cure. You can check those out, um, and see if it might be something that you're interested in purchasing. And then I also have a Facebook page um, set up where you can follow our journey um, of both of my boys um, going through the life of having cystic fibrosis. And you can also stay up to date on all the different fundraisers that we're doing um, there as well. And that Facebook page is Hunting for a Cure for Cystic Fibrosis. And the address is facebook.com backslash hunting for a CF cure. And um, 
there, you know, just as um, I, I think certain people get turned on to certain issues. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that their their family is specifically involved in it. It's just something. Maybe it's a neighbor's child. Mm-hmm. Uh, for but whatever the motivation, I think it's wonderful how humans uh, will get engaged uh, to um, w- with projects that benefit other humans. Yes. So, um, folks, uh, we'd love to have you. Consider these various different fundraisers for cystic fibrosis. Um, there's others that you can get involved in, but I think the key thing is get involved in something. Um, whatever trips your trigger. And um, Scott, you're involved in different things, and, and they're important to you. The machine over there on the, across the window, he's involved in certain things. Absolutely. And uh, we all have pet topics and pet um, subjects that are important to us. Um, but golly, um, these kids. Now, again, I, I think I know someone who had it as a child who today is a fully functioning adult. And um, I, I could name them, but I won't. But they're somewhat well known. And um, I saw them at an OU basketball game recently, and they looked just terrific. And um, they were with their parents, who had gone, you know, gone through what you had yes. over the years. And uh, now he's an adult, and working in a different city and has the vest that yep. uh, keeps things in order with the uh, palpitations or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. If there were another um, ailment that uh, you would like to help people with, for youth or otherwise, you, you have a second choice. Um, as I spoke to SMA, um I really, I feel like that is something that um, there could definitely be assisted research in that area. They they recently um, came out with a drug, I think it was either last year or the year before that, um, and it was the first drug that actually treated the root cause of SMA, um, which gave them the ability to get some of their um, moving functions back. Um, it is not a cure. It's, it's you know, still a long ways off, but I know two individuals um, in the area that have children that... Uh, suffer from that, and, um, and and one more time, I'm I'm I SMA is what spinal muscular atrophy. Okay, and the symptoms are um, basically they they slowly lose their ability to use muscles. Um, okay. So it is one of those things that kind of progressively gets worse with time, as well as uh, cystic fibrosis. What are some other things about Ohio that, uh, or rather Athens, that trips your trigger? We've, we're killing a little time now. Yeah. Um, you know, Athens is just, it's been a great community. We've seen them rally behind uh, so, so many different causes. Um, you know, recently there was an individual that had cancer. And just to see the community come together um, and help this girl out, 
uh, raise funds, be the support that they, um, you know, needed during that difficult time, uh, doing fundraisers and the such, just really seeing Athens community rally behind um, and help their community members is just absolutely amazing to see. Um, and we hope that this continues uh, and that, you know, maybe they will, they'll get a better understanding of cystic fibrosis and what it is. Um, and then hopefully our community can help rally behind us as well um, and help us raise money for that cure. We're just, we're so close to it. Um, you know, we've seen so much improvement, but we're not there yet. Um, and we, we don't get government funding um, to help with this. And so we really do rely on individuals within the community to help us out. So professionally, what are you involved in? Yeah, um, I'm a social media specialist up at Rocky Brands in Nelsonville. So you're telling us about boots and all sorts of things that we can buy, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Um, cool. There's several different brands within Rocky, um, and we have retail sites as well as wholesale sites. Um, so there's a lot of different avenues up at Rocky to be involved in. Um, I actually handle two of the retail um, sites. So Slip Grips, which is slip-resistant shoes, and Lehigh Outfitters, which has um, all sorts of boots and gear for work and weekends. Well, um, if you have any spare time, help us a little bit, too. Our, we always have um, uh, so many social media things that I wonder if we're doing as well as we could. Oh, yes. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of um, always room for improvement with social sure. media. A lot of people uh, don't, don't think and put much effort into it. It just seems to kind of be one of those things where we'll throw a post up here and post up there. But unfortunately, um, a lot of it has become advertising as well. Um, we got to, you know, we got to pay for those people to see. Penny see Purdy <laughs> and some of our different people on staff are, are try real hard. But I just, um, I, I don't know very much about it. So it's hard for me to give them direction. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to business. Um, Kristen Dilly has been our guest today. Uh, as you've heard, she has two children, one who's uh, four, one who's uh, just nearly a year old, um, both sons who are uh, have been diagnosed with CF, that is cystic fibrosis, which is largely involved with the pulmonary system, right? Yes, that's what it's mainly known for. Um, Breathing? Yes, yes. Yes. Now, um... There's 30,000, roughly, CF cases in the United States, 70,000 worldwide. That sounds like a tiny, tiny, tiny figure. And yet, I'm just amazed at this. One out of 35, male or female, Mm -hmm. carries part of that gene. Correct. And it's only when... Two of them get together, and the odds of that are pretty high. That um, that you truly have a case. Yeah, and even then, um, it's still seventy-five percent chance that the child will be healthy. Yeah, and only twenty-five percent chance that they will have CF. Well, um, so many changes have been made and in, in improvements, and I I I feel pretty good about Colton and Jace having a a long life. 
Yes, we we've certainly our outlook has changed a lot, even just since Colton was born. Um, you know, seeing the introduction of Trikafta come out, it really has given us hope um, that maybe they will have um, a somewhat normal life expectancy. Um, you know, they will always have these treatments and therapies that they have to do every day. Um, I don't see that really going anywhere. But the fact that, you know, they will be able to hopefully outlive us is just amazing. Um, it's such a relief. Um, you know, obviously the anxiety still comes up that they could culture something that's very rare and they could become resistant to different mm -hmm. antibiotics because they have so many infections occurring um, all the time. No. So there, there's a lot of anxiety that there still could be things that go wrong, but we try to focus on, um, you know, the positives. A little, a little while ago, you gave us some. Oh, one was a um, Facebook site. Another was some some other site. But the point is, places where we could go to learn more or to participate in specific events to help with fundraising on these things. And I, if we can just do that a little more slowly. <laughs> Uh, because, uh, folks, I'm, I'm allowing you to get a piece of time here to get a piece of paper and pencil um, so that you can jot this down. Um, now, one is, and this is on Facebook, and this is something that uh, Kristen and her husband, uh, Brian, have done, is called um, Hunting for a Cure, No Spaces. So you go to facebook.com slash hunting for a cure. And that's actually hunting for a CF cure. Oh, thank CF. you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I missed that. So hunting for a CF cure. No spaces of any kind. Um, there's um, a website, hunt for a cure. Uh Tell us about that one. Okay, so that is actually um, our Great Strides team page. Um, it's set up through Great Strides, but it is where um, people can go and donate directly to our team and help us um, raise funds for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So that's kind of a shortened link there for you, but it is bit.ly, and then it's a backslash, and it's hunt. For a cure. No, actually, it'd be a forward slash. Yes, you're right. Forward okay. slash. Um, hunt has a capital H. It's the number four, the letter A, and then cure is in all caps. And that's where you can donate directly to our Great Strides team. Um, and the walk is at May 3rd. Folks, we'll put these out at the front desk. If you didn't get that perfectly, um, call in and we'll share it with you. I also will have all of these different ways that you can donate on that Facebook page um, that uh, Dave gave earlier, um, Hunting for a CF Cure. So I'll have them posted all there so that you can easily um, see the different ways that you can help us out. And then the only other thing I would say is as things advance, as a new med is found or stuff like that, uh, get a hold of me. Okay, I will. Absolutely. And we'll make people aware. That would be fantastic. I really appreciate the time um, that you've let me talk about this. Sure. Well, um, let's see here. Scott, we were supposed to have the mayor tomorrow, right? Yes. But he's been pushed back a week. Yes. There was a 
change in the schedule. So um, um, tomorrow, I don't know if it's going to be Scott or me doing a free-for-all, but um, at this point, uh, that's that's what it's going to be. Um, but we'll have the mayor next week. And, of course, we had President Ellis yesterday, so good show. All right. Well, listen, um, Kristen, keep, keep, keep us informed, okay? I will, absolutely. What shall we do here? We got commercials, right? We can do some stuff like that. Let's do uh let's do that. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, I know it's wrong. <laughs> Scott, I have to do this all over again. Turn turn since CBS was off, right? Here we go. News happening. Call 740-205-8615. That's 740-205-8615. It could win you $50 in gift certificates from Air Clause, the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce, and the station that's first with news in Southeast Ohio. 970 WATH. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified. Did you know that a full 10% of all drivers admit to driving when their check engine light is on? That light is your vehicle's way of telling you that there's a problem, and if left unattended, can lead to bigger problems. So if your check engine light is on, visit Russell's Auto Busy day out here, beautiful sunshine trying to peek through our windows, and, uh, you know, the weather, uh, always a topic of conversation. Today it's going to be quite sunny, and it is indeed right now. 41 degrees are expected high, with a light northwesterly wind. Tonight, once again, down to the cold, 24 degrees, calm wind. Thursday, the high will be 32, so... um, We're expecting another colder spell again for a day or two. Then Friday 35, Saturday 45, you get the point. Um, Tuesday, next Tuesday, 51. That sounds good. Um, Let's see here. Next in sound would be an ID. In about eight seconds. So one, two, three, four, five. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Crystal Cruises. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Michael Bloomberg is getting ready for his close-up tonight. He'll take part in his first Democratic presidential debate after new poll numbers gave him the qualifications he needed. CBS's Nicole Killian is in Las Vegas. The Bloomberg campaign has already done a walkthrough of the debate hall, even though he was just added to the lineup. And campaign aides also tell us that former and current staffers have been helping him to prepare by standing in for some of his Democratic rivals who he'll face off against tonight. Those rivals are sharpening their barbs. Pete Buttigieg on CNN's town hall on the hundreds of millions Bloomberg's already spent on ads. Growing colossal sums of money on television shows you what's wrong with our system. A day after he commuted Rod Blagojevich's prison sentence and pardoned several others, President Trump won't say whether he'll intervene in Roger Stone's case. His friend is scheduled to be sentenced tomorrow in the Russia investigation. Mr. Trump's tweets about Stone have led Attorney General William Barr to tell people he's considered resigning. Hundreds of passengers were allowed to disembark from a cruise ship in Japan. On the same day, 79 new cases of coronavirus were confirmed on the Diamond Princess. It brings the total numbers of infections on board to more than 600. CBS's Deborah Pata from Yokohama. Japan has been criticized by some medical experts who say their quarantine methods led to a further spread of the virus. But Community Health Director Dr. Shigeru Omi has documents from the Ministry of Health showing most of the transmissions occurred before the quarantine began. Water levels are dropping, but there is more rain on the way in parts of the water-ravaged south. Jackson, Mississippi is under a flash flood watch. I've never seen it like this before, and I'm just hurt. I just want to see my house. Schools in eastern Alabama delayed openings today because of heavy rain. A former mail carrier in Pennsylvania has filed a lawsuit against the Postal Service. Gerald Groff is an evangelical Christian and claims he was let go after he refused to work Sundays. His attorney is Randall Wenger. In a free society, in a free pluralistic society, we should respect everybody's differing religious beliefs. Janae Dubois could be moving on up to a new place in the sky. She co-wrote and sang the theme song for the Jeffersons. She also played Wilona Woods in 1970's Good Times on CBS. The elevator's probably stuck on the 14th and a half floor. Her family says Janae Dubois died in her sleep at her home in California. She was 74. Deborah, this is CBS News. Crystal, the world's most awarded luxury cruise line. Visit crystalcruises.com today to plan your next global adventure. Crystal, where luxury is personal. Some wireless companies want you to spend your tax refund with them. At Sprint, we're doing things differently. We say, keep your refund. You heard that right. Get the Samsung Galaxy S10 for $0 a month when you switch. Yup, $0 a month. Plus, Sprint's offering a 100% total satisfaction guarantee. While I think their network and savings are great, you don't just have to take my word for it. Try it out and see for yourself. So, what are you waiting for? Head to a Sprint store today for a fabulous deal on Samsung Galaxy S10. There's never been a better time to switch and get the Samsung Galaxy S10 for $0 a month. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. Galaxy S10, $0 a month after $31.25 a month credit. Apply within two bills. Requires 18-month lease, new line of service, and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax, coverage, and offer not available everywhere. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Guarantee applies to new lines of service for 30 days. 
A dead pop star is making a comeback. The UK is the launching point of the Whitney Houston hologram tour. The first date is next week with other European concerts planned right through April. Then a likely U.S. swing. The late superstar's family says audiences will hear all the hits and some rarities, too. There are backup singers and dancers who interact with the hologram, which will be dressed in, among other things, a gold gown, orange jumpsuit, and pink floor-length coat. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Want to know what a difference a day made? Burger King has unveiled an unusual ad showing mold building up on its Whopper. During a 34-day time lapse, it starts out fresh and perky and eventually turns a putrid, furry, bluish-gray. The point? To prove Burger King doesn't use preservatives anymore. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Are you... Good Wednesday morning. You're tuned in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth and Carrie. Hello. <laughs> Yay. Kim, are you on the line with us? We're just checking in on you. Oh, she's not here yet, but she will be. All right. Well, we are really excited to have um, Carrie with us. Carrie Boyle is the Creating Healthy Communities Coordinator at the Athens City County Health Department. Um, and but she's also a tech sergeant in the Air National Guard, and so she is with us today to talk about a blending of both of those worlds. <laughs> and now I'm like, which hat am I wearing? You've got them both, both. on. <laughs> Can you wear two hats? I think so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, it's happening here in the studio. Two hats, Carrie Boyle. Um. But we're really excited, and this is such an important topic, and I know it's early. We're talking about something that's going to happen in August, but we really want to make sure that people are aware so that they can plan for being at the Athens County Guard Care um, event. I do want to talk about maybe when that is, and then we can get into the details about what it is. Absolutely. So... What we're talking about, like you said, Ruth, is happening in August. So easy to remember the last two weekends in August. There's a Kim. There's I was a Kim. Say, do I hear Kim? Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How the are sun you? is shining here. It is. I think it's going to shine. Yay. <laughs> so. Of course. Of course, because you're you're here. In voice. Yes. 
in spirit, in for spirit. sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Carrie is um, is with us in the studio this morning, as you know, Kim. And we're going to be talking about Guard Care, um, which is an event that the Ohio Department of Health, and the Army Air, National Guards put together and bring to an Ohio county once a year. And so Carrie's about to tell us when it's happening here and what it really is. Go Carrie. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the last two weekends in August, so 22nd, 23rd, 29th, 30th. But I think what's really cool to talk about is the meaning behind it, how this kind of got started. So this has been happening since um, the 90s, so around 1995. So the reason it started was because um, Congress essentially said that members of the National Guard um, could focus on using their training. So if you want to get technical, it's called IRT, which is Innovative Readiness Training. Um, they passed it and said that we can do this in the community for the community. So maybe taking a step outside of our military world. And when I say National Guard, that means both air and army. And that can probably maybe get confusing for some people. I don't know. But what that means is, um, you know, we have active duty military, you hear guard, you hear reserves. All that really, how I explain it, is just where is the money coming from? So the really cool thing about the guard is that it's also state funding. It's federal and state. So what's really cool is that we have that state funding, so we should be doing things for our state. Now, different guard units can respond to different things, whether we have weather emergencies in our state or, um, like, matters of security, like if we were having a big convention, like um, a political party convention in the state, that, like, the guard would get involved in that. So this is a way for the state, Army and Air, to come together and practice their training the community. Um, but the better part of that is that we're doing this training for our underserved communities, the communities that really need this support um, in the state of Ohio. So you take the Army and Air National Guard, came into an agreement with the governor's office and then the Ohio Department of Health and formed Guard Care. That's what it's called. That's what we're going to keep calling it. So get that in your in mm -hmm. your head. And so what we're doing is we're taking um, military members that can come in and provide different services for communities. So it can be joint training for Army and Air to work together. Because you think about it, we have to be able to respond on a large level. And we hope this event serves a large level of people and managing those people and triaging them since it is medical services. So what kind of services? Um, we're looking at anything we can make possible. Anything and everything. So lab work, sports physicals, different screenings, women's health exams, vaccines, dental, vision, hearing, your full gamut. X-rays. X-rays, yes. Yeah. Dental extractions, um, drug take back, or medicine reviews, car seat checks, like the whole gamut of public health and healthcare services. It's the perfect storm. It is. It's <laughs> exciting. It is. It's really exciting. And again, the, this is the end of August right here 
in Athens County, the the location is still being decided, mm-hmm. right? But soon you will start to see promotion for this event, this two-weekend Saturday-Sunday event in Athens County. So can you talk about, I know that you said the that this is a special project that happens once a year, mm-hmm. right, in a, in an you called it an underserved community, mm-hmm. but who is the person that can um, receive services here? Right. So they pick one county per year in Ohio, but the best thing, though, is that it has no limit. Anyone and everyone can come. So your age doesn't matter, your ability, your income, or even where you live. It's kind of like healthcare, no questions asked, because we don't want that to be a barrier. And truthfully, it doesn't really matter. Because we're not, it's free health care, we're not collecting insurance, we're not trying to, you know, track your information or anything. Um, you just come, and then based on your age and who you are, um, we'll depict what services you need. So if you're a kid, maybe you just need a hearing exam and a sports physical. Or, you know, maybe you're um, an older woman that needs a women's health exam and a vision screening. So how much does the person kind of influence the services that they can provide. Let's say I'm 54 year old woman and somebody wants me to have an eye exam or a hearing exam. Can I just say, you know, thanks, but I really don't need that. But what I really need is this. Absolutely. I, so I, I have this pain right, right here and I would like an x-ray. And that's, and that's totally what we want to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we don't want mm-hmm. people to be in pain, but that's what this event can create. So when you come in and you get your basic registration, we're going to have um, kind of like an intake process so we can just get you um, kind of comfortable in the situation, get your vitals, and then we'll have a medical professional sit down with you and go over that saying, you know, maybe why are you here today? What issues are you having? Is there something in particular? And they fill out this really cool sheet that kind of is your roadmap for the day, all the services that you possibly could get. And then they can go ahead and highlight the ones maybe that are your priority to get first for that day. But you're absolutely welcome, you know, to advocate for yourself. Like, nope, hey, I'm just here for this today. This is my priority. But maybe there's time later for something else. Yeah. So, Carrie, you were also saying, I mean, since Athens County was the location determined to hold this event this year, it's still not limited to Athens County residents. So somebody from Hocking or Megs that heard about this could walk in and be served. Is that right? It's completely right. And you want to know something so fun about that? There are like followers of guard care. Like you can ask the people who run it every year. They know who they are. I met one woman last year. This was her fourth guard care. She traveled four hours to see us last year. Um, And just because she loves it. This is her essentially yearly checkup of the services she's going to get. And I remember telling her, like, we'll be in Athens County next year. And she's like, oh, that's going to be a far drive for me, but maybe I'll bring a friend and I'll see you next year. It's really, it's kind of cool. There's a lot of history to it as well. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I do have this one kind of question that's mind-boggling to me, having been an administrator for many years in my career, is basically this whole guard care became an event it literally took an act of congress i think to do that right Mm -hmm. so when you talk about all the services that you can provide over the courses of two full weekends i am just like mind boggled that how can this be pulled together i mean Mm -hmm. are there people within the army or air whose like sole responsibility it is to just coordinate this annual event 
And are the professionals that are doing the evaluations, the assessments, the screenings, are they all guard, you know, people? Or are, are you also using other professionals from local or nearby communities? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so lots of answers to it. There is. So um, with this partnership, the Army National Guard is the lead. Um, so they have a person. Um, it's kind of essentially like, I forget their terminology, like a medical officer or um, a medical admin officer who kind of manages and runs these things because they actually have built databases um, and programming to manage this because it is a lot. Um, but yeah. we're very lucky to have one individual Shout out to Justin, who's in the Army Guard, who's been doing this for like over 10 years and has this like phenomenal institutional knowledge. Um, But it's great because it's with a partnership with ODH and the National Guard. They can provide that support of spearheading it for each county. But then what's magical is they kind of give the reins to the county to help make it what we want it to be, because we all know every county in Ohio is different and has really different needs. So... They can come in and say, this is what the Army Air Medical can provide and maybe talk about some gaps that they can't do. And then we can bring in our community partners, our community medical providers. So, for example, the um, Army and Air Guard, we have dentists, we have eye doctors, we have OBGYNs. They can all come in and do that work because the fun thing is they all do it on the civilian side. So they really Mm -hmm. are the experts in this work, which is so great. Um, But then something kind of random, we don't have dental hygienists in the military. We just have dentists because usually for the guard, we're not the ones doing the extractions. It then goes to active duty military. And we won't get into that complication, but that's a (laughs) gap we saw that we wanted to make sure we had hygienists. So we're recruiting local hygienists here in Athens County. We're bringing in, so we can do hearing exams in the military, but we have a limited supply of audiologists. So we're going to bring in a local hearing doctor, which is an audiologist. Um, We want to have a focus on um, dermatology. So we're bringing in a local dermatologist. So we can expand on these services. What if we can bring in an eye doctor to work with the military eye doctors to help create local referrals to then get prescriptions or vouchers for glasses. So it's for us to build on the foundation that the military can provide. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if somebody actually has, like, an an illness or a symptom or an injury of some kind, it's appropriate for them to come to guard care. So it's not just for prevention, Absolutely. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. Um, Last year, I know we had a couple medical situations that needed immediate further review, and we were able to get that person to that um, hospital for the further treatment. So that's what we want to work really hard on here in Athens County is like the whole system so they can leave having a plan essentially for follow-up care or future referrals because we know it can't all be done in one day right I think it's great and again I think it's worth reiterating if you're just tuning in and you're learning a little bit about guard care which is an Ohio Department of Health and 
Air and Army National Guard collaboration with a local health department to provide free medical care for anyone. So even if you have health insurance, and we know that, and it's it's a hundred percent, it pays for everything. You are still welcome to seek services mm-hmm. at Guard Care. I think for many people, they have health insurance, but a deductible is very high. Mm-hmm. This is a great place right. for folks to come, right, and seek mm-hmm. medical care. Um, right. And, and I think there are some people who might have insurance, and maybe you already have some regularity for getting checkups and screenings, mm-hmm. but maybe you have a friend or relative who doesn't. And so you could both go. Right. Mm-hmm. And sort of bring the buddy, you know, who might, totally, um, you know, be inhibited or embarrassed mm-hmm. or or in some kind of situation where they, they just haven't done it and get them to follow through. Right. I can think of people that I know that, you know, like, oh, why don't you come with me? I'm going to do it. Let's just go check it out. Yeah. And then- right. Right. And it's fun because it's like a multi-event environment. What if you just really don't? you know, drive around hospital and doctor's office environments. Maybe there's a significant stigma or barrier for you. Come to this community event. There'll be food. There's going to be people to talk to, like different resources and health fair. It's casual. It's casual. Yeah. It's a community event. It kind of, in my opinion, takes the stress out of the formality of a sterile medical environment. Not saying that those are wrong, but maybe this is just better. And people will be together in groups. And the military mm-hmm. will be there. You can talk with them. I mean, it's a positive environment to get to know, you know, your local community military members, get to know them, what they do, and your mm-hmm. other um, community organizations in Athens County. It's a very, I like to say, relaxed, community, fun environment. Nice. Yeah. So do I need to make an appointment or do I just walk in? You just walk in. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah. One thing that's interesting is, Carrie, I had had not heard of this until a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, but because it's such a big event, one thing it tells me is that, you know, bad news travels fast, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I part of me says, this has to be very well put together, otherwise we would have heard about it and heard about all the negatives about how chaotic it was right. or how unprofessional <laughs> it was or how overcrowded or something because that's just kind of the nature of, mm-hmm. of the rumors or what goes around a lot of times. So I, for one, think, again, am very impressed by administratively how this is pulled together, because I think that historically, don't these weekends serve a pretty large number of people? Oh, yeah. I mean, it totally fluctuates by county and county population, but I'd say on average, you could see 300 people a day, and we're doing this for four days. Yeah. So just do the math in your head. Now, and I get that. That could that would be overwhelming to me. Like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be so many people. But it doesn't necessarily feel that type of overwhelm. I'm, I don't like big events. It's not quite like that because there's such a structure and flow to this because they've been doing it for so long. I mean, this is the military's part of our mission as medical groups. We have to be able to control large events like this. And what's so nice is that there are plenty of people and volunteers to help that flow going. And you know what? If you have a priority medical need when you show up, we will make sure you get into that service and you won't just be sitting there for hours and hours. Now, I would a lot a couple hours to be at this event just because there's so much going on. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. might want to talk with someone for a while or mm-hmm. hang out. I mean, it's not a 
rush through experience just because there's so much to get from it. But you would normally probably spend that much time if you were going to visit, you know, a physician or you're going to the dentist for a cleaning Mm -hmm. and an exam. So it's kind of normal Mm -hmm. amounts of time, it sounds like. Right. And there's a constant, it seems like there's a concentrated number of staff Mm -hmm. who are like ready to deliver services. And that's kind of what makes it Mm -hmm. really flow. Yeah. Like people constantly looking at the flow and management of services and rerouting and making sure people get to where they need to go. If the EKG line is too long, let's go over here and get your hearing checked. Like it's, it's just a very cool environment. Yeah, yeah. So, Carrie, I know every community is different, but do you have any idea um, in general? Are there certain services that seem to be big draws or more popular and really bring people in? Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say the lab work. People really like this opportunity um, to get their lab work done um, free of cost, which is a huge thing. Right. I also think immunizations and EKGs are really important as well. But we know time and time again, dental is a huge draw. And what's so mm-hmm. cool about this is I'm going to say our event this year in Athens County is unique because um, the military has been able to pull together a really unique partnership. And we are actually getting um, how to sound not super complicated. So we can take our show on the road. So we're getting like these traveling packages of um, being able to set up medical equipment. So we're getting 12 dental chair units. So we're actually able to do extractions and like more in-depth medical work with teeth. If that's extraction. Yes. Yeah. Cause normally, <laughs> oh my God. I know normally at these events with dental, it's just a dentist looking at your teeth, providing kind of an overview of what situation you're in this year at our event. They're actually going to be able to do things like that's huge. Now I get it. That's intense. And there's probably going to need to be follow-up care if you're getting extractions and stuff like that. But we're working to build that into the system. But we wanted to take an opportunity like this because we know dental care is a huge need in our area. We just don't have a lot of providers. Right, right. But I think what that tells me too is that this is not just an event where you go and check in with somebody, report your issue and maybe get some counseling and then just be told to go see your family doctor. Like, there, this right. is an action event. <laughs> yeah, and that's the whole point of it that I would love for people to understand. Yeah, it's not your typical health screening event. This is going so much yeah. deeper. And that's why we want people to take this opportunity to experience this event and maybe plan some time to come see us in August. And it wow. really, and it tr- truly is a collaboration, right? Oh, so, totally. So while, while the... The stars of the show really are the military because this is their mm-hmm. kind of training, training exercise. exercise. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of community partners who will be around, who will be around after the event as well mm-hmm. to kind of help folks in whatever the next steps are. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, we're not doing this in isolation of our local healthcare right structure. Yes. They they're aware and they're ready to kind of help. With the with the event itself, mm-hmm. and then kind of with the follow up afterwards, I'm at, I'm wondering. So, for people who are listening, who are thinking, okay, I really this is something they're considering. Can you talk about like what what it is people need to bring to the event, if yeah. anything, 
And like, what <clears throat> kinds of information are they walking out of the door with that right. day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it'll vary by person. I mean, you don't have to even provide identification when you come to this event. So truly, you don't need to bring anything. But I do recommend, you know, if you are coming because you want a medication review, you might want to come knowing what your medications are. And again, if I don't mean to interrupt, but mm-hmm. uh, can you talk about what a medication review is? Yeah, so um, a medication, I should have you do that, Ruth. I feel like you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you're sitting down with a pharmacist um, and you're going over the medications you're taking. So then what the name is, what the dosage is, how often you're taking it. Um, and it kind of, because they have that expert in like the chemical compounds of these drugs, essentially, um, they know how it works in your body and maybe some issues that could be coming from it. Maybe you're having a really bad side effect and you don't know what it is. They can maybe break down and look at what medications you're taking and see, oh, maybe let's just make this little change and see how it would work. So, um, also medications are really confusing. Maybe you yeah, don't maybe know how to take it. What it's for. Yeah. yeah. Or someone gave you so many at once, you just can't remember. Um, or the name changed, but it's still the medication because yeah. your insurance did that. Or maybe so, you have three physicians prescribing. Yeah, right. And right. it's nice for one person to look at mm-hmm. all of them at the same time. Or you yeah. just switch to insulin and you really don't understand how you're supposed to, you know, take that or give that to yourself. This is your time to sit down and talk with that person. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So just come with what you feel like you would need. So if you're coming for a particular issue, bring what you would need to know about that issue, like a medication review, et cetera. But what's going to happen is when you come in and do your intake, you're going to get a folder, so your own packet. And what that's going to have is not only um, some community information about the event and a map of every service that's available, but like maybe we can call it a passport, like your sheet that records all the services you've received that day. So it'll have your intake, your blood pressure, height, and weight. It'll have what labs are processed. And then that way when you leave and we'll have an outtake process, you will leave knowing what was done that day. And then you'll know how you're going to get your lab results. Know who's that follow-up. Then you'll know, oh, I got a prescription for glasses today. And I know I can take it to this location and get glasses made. But what's nice is we'll have that outtake process to have someone go through that with you. So you kind of know who your follow-ups are or what your next steps are after this event. So, Carrie, do you guys need civilian volunteers? Always. Yes. That aren't necessarily like, you know, medical professionals? No. Yeah. We will take any community member. I mean... There's going to be things just from um, helping people park or helping people walk from service to service or helping with our health fair or, um, you know, kind of managing the flow and sitting with people while they're waiting for a service. I mean, there's just people everywhere ready and willing to help. Or maybe you want to help serve food. You know, we've got military there all day long. We got to serve them essentially three meals, two or three meals. Um, or maybe we're going to have, um, like a food giveaway table or something like that. Whatever you think you might have an interest in, absolutely. We're ready for that. And can mm-hmm. I, I want to add to that kind of, if, for if, if someone is listening and thinking, you know, how can I help with that? Mm-hmm. I think one thing that's going to be really important 
is transportation. Oh, yes. So maybe you. you know mm-hmm. uh, you belong to a church and there's a group of people that could, you know could really benefit. Yes. You could be the driver one day. And that would be enormously helpful because I think oh my gosh, if there's, yeah. that might be one yeah. of the, the barriers, right, to get people Completely. To. And I think if mm-hmm. people can pack together and come together, that sounds like a really fun day. And just yeah. a really good way to say, hey, I live in this community. I'm leaving at 8. Fill up my vehicle and let's go together. Or maybe you're with a faith-based organization and you have that ability to gather people and resources to come to this event. That would be wonderful. Any community yeah. advocate we can get like that. I think That's we will, amazing. though, be working on other transportation opportunities. So, like, free rides with Athens Transit. More to come on that. But... Um, we don't want that to be a barrier for anyone. So if they want to come and that's an issue, please call us at the health department and we'll make sure you can get there. Or if there's like yeah. a service you know you want and you haven't heard us mention it, give us a call. And we'll help you out with that. Yeah. And for the volunteer side, I mean, are there any requirements? Do they need to be able to volunteer both weekends, all days? or No, they- right. That's that's a great question, and sorry to cut you off. I got excited because no. that's the thing. Yeah. It is four days. I mean, four days is a lot. It's a lot. I'm already tired thinking about it. Because <laughs> yeah. guess who be there? See you. It's one of those good exhaustions. Like, man, that was worth yeah. it. I'm ready to get to it. <laughs> but yeah, we will definitely need um, people who can kind of work shifts because we don't want anyone to get wore out. I mean, it's going to be August. It's going to be hot. It's going to be busy time of year, um, the more we can kind of collaborate and, and make some scheduling or shifts, the better. And I think we will have, like, essentially a volunteer coordinator, a focal point for people to come and talk to um, through the organization of this process. Yeah. So at what point, Carrie, do you think there will be, like, kind of a an summary overview schedule available, right. you know, with the time, date, locations, and some of these descriptions that you've given us yeah. today? So we are meeting monthly as kind of like the military, ODH, and community organizers in Athens County. And then we've been meeting monthly as a health department internal team. And we have to go through the formality process. So we create the materials, the military approves it, ODH approves it, and then we'll get it out. So we'll have a page on our website for the health department with information You'll see lots of social media ads, and then we're going to have banners around town. And then we'll probably do more maybe radio spotlights, um, and we'll get that information out as much as we can. So I would just say stay tuned for those flyers. Um, But if you have ideas or want to be involved somehow, definitely call the health department. Yeah, so stay tuned. I I hope it'll be out soon. (laughs) Right, yeah, and I think that's a good reminder to people. I mean, while... The, you know, the real spearheaders behind this is the Guard, the National Guard. I mean, kudos to our local Athens City County Health Department. <laughs> like another, well, seriously, another service that they're providing yeah. for the entire community and surrounding area. And I think it's amazing when you look at the diversity and and kind of the quantity and quality of services that we have available to us. We are definitely excited yeah. to be able to offer yes. this. Cause this is we, like a dream. For it is. Because sure. we know that access mm-hmm. to health care is difficult for some folks mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. And so um, we're really looking forward to being able to provide the service with the Guard and the Higher Department of Health and with all of our local health care providers. Mm-hmm. It really will be 
an exciting event. And I think, you know, it's an opportunity to, to strengthen these healthcare, mm-hmm. public health connections to so yeah. we're and it's a way to show off because i love so far <laughs> from the military <laughs> y'all are an energetic bunch down here y- you guys are excited for this and we're like you have no idea <laughs> this is <laughs> what we did a great thing for yeah. our youth to be able to witness too <laughs> oh, totally yeah. mm-hmm. i mean to come in and see these people mm-hmm. as role models and something that's really benefiting them and take away some of the fears they might have of people wearing uniforms. I mean, this Absolutely. is just awesome. Yeah. They're, and people just, I think, don't even realize that there is essentially state-focused military members here to serve the community. So it's great things to work with and learn about. Yeah. And the weekend and location again, weekends? Yep. So the last two weekends in August of this calendar year, so we're looking at... Saturdays and Sundays, August 22nd, 23rd, and then the next weekend, the 29th and 30th. And um, the location will be announced soon, but essentially it's like on the west side, West Union corridor of town. Because we know it's around move-in time, but we want it to be accessible, um, Mm -hmm. but not in the hub of everything. um, and, And we want transit accessibility and whatnot, so... We're working on creating the perfect location of accessibility. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm very excited. I want to volunteer. Okay. Yay, please we'll do. write your name down, Kim. <laughs> <Yeah. Gallagher>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to volunteer every day because I also want to get services. <laughs> it does. People it's, who volunteer come and get services. So. Yep. Yeah. And find out important things that they need more care for so yeah, it's great right. yeah you're going to be volunteer 001 yes Kim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good and you know what my husband's not here at the moment but sign him up too okay. your daughter too i bet well thanks carrie yeah for thank joining you Kim and i on make it happen this morning talking about guard carrier more to come more mm-hmm. details to come Absolutely. but people can certainly start now Yes. Like thinking about who needs to get there and how to get there at least one of those days, one of those four chances. Yes. Right? Yeah. And let us know how we can help you make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the end of the show. There right? we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Guard Care 2020 coming in August. Thanks, Carrie, for joining us. Um, we're looking forward to that and looking forward for ways to get more community members involved in the event and participating in some way. Thank you all for listening. Happy uh, Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> and we'll be back next Wednesday on Make It Happen.
National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, 